said. Oh, I thought he was already. Should be done by this spring. Cool. And then. And then here. Twelve months. Welcome to the Dresden File Podcast. How do you cold open on the news? Like the news is the important bits. We got to get all the news in there. So. You know what time it is. That's because that's because the director wants to say all the news. This doesn't count, but this is this is the book that I don't care about. So this is not news that needs to be addressed to the world. Okay, someone else announce. What? Let's just rename the podcast already. We're we're gonna call. So welcome to the Jim Butcher Fan Club Podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're we're gonna talk about whatever the fuck we want as long as it intersects with. Well, we should Set tell all the people that are still here under the impression that this was gonna be the interview. It's not the interview. You may have noticed. Oh yeah, yeah. That, so, I guess that's no a bit of news. Today. So, yes. there sadly, was, uh, Jim had to cancel. Yeah, a complication on his side. So we're gonna try to reschedule. We don't have a date set. Um, time and space we'll announce is it not again as we can. It's a wibbly wobbly ball of timing. It's the director's stuff. fault. She gave me homework to prepare, and I did it. And now we have <laughs> <a> right. <laughs> show. That was our attempt at being professional. <laughs> I know. And we have learned our lesson. Which we've never never anymore. done before. And had no reason to do this time. That's uh, that's not fair. I think we prepared even more the first interview. Yeah, I think this time it took we know three what to times expect, though. So, like yeah. like that's that's just the curse. We we prepared. He doesn't show. We prepare again. This time he doesn't show. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Be like I don't know, Jim. If you want to be on the show, whatever, dude. Like it's cool. If you don't, yeah, make him the backup plan. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I actually think that's uh, no, we, we totally want point. you on the show. Don't misread the sarcasm. So. Yeah. I'm, yeah, sure Jim, I'm sure Jim understands You're sarcasm watching right now. Well, I mean, I would. No. We know Priscilla might be watching, and then she's going to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, they said they didn't, they didn't they want to. They said kick him out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what other news. Lots more Q&As and interviews that aren't us. So I guess look them up or something. Something, something, yeah. the legendarium. That one was um, really good and interesting. They asked some pretty good questions that were not the same ones that we heard all the time. Yeah. Um, right. But no, they also didn't do a lot of world questions, which is... Yeah, well, we have a spreadsheet of well, world questions, so we'll cover that part. Not everybody's as deep as we are, so... Exactly. The Marsters interview was in the last two weeks, right? That was cute. Dragon Con? Was, for that. Uh, whatever. was it? It was cute. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think we touched on that the last time. we It had just okay. come out. Marsters I was, here then, so. was really cute, though. Right. The the main yeah, news that he was just Mayor, like totally fangirling. <laughs> like, ah! The main news that may or may not still come to pass is that we're now going to get instead of Mirror Mirror as the next book, a book that the working title is Twelve Months, where it's going to be a cool down from Battlegrounds, where Harry deals with the, his the ghost story drama. Mm-hmm. So be prepared if you didn't like each. Ghost Story for that. It's yeah, growing on like, me every time I reread it. It it grows on me. Yeah. Well, you also like peace talks. We've had this discussion. Peace Talk is a this, great case. So shut up. Peace Talks is as good as Battlegrounds because they're the same book, no matter what yep. you say. But second of all, I paid like, twice, what, therefore they're not. Uh-huh. <laughs> you wouldn't go watch you wouldn't go watch Endgame without watching Infinity War. So I know the people same who've thing. done that. You wouldn't have the contacts. <laughs> well, those people are wrong, just like ET they is are wrong. wrong. More are. than one person can be wrong. <laughs> so, Infinity War what I was stands well say, on its own. What I was going to say is like, 
we've got ghost story, which is like Harry is the ghost of Christmas past. Right. And then it's like the only thing I can imagine right now, because obviously we don't have a lot of details is like Harry sitting around a desk in the castle and being all Edgar Allan Poe and be like, woe is me. And maybe he grows his hair out and like cuts. That'd be the ghost of Christmas presents. So, yeah. But it's like, I could just imagine him just like all internalizing everything for an entire book. And like, there's like, a couple of words when Michael oh. comes to check on him or something. It's gonna be oh. Susan level of depression. Oh yeah, yeah. It's funny. He was actually less depressed after, even though Ghost started like dealing with everything. Well, he, he was dead. He was dead, but he was just like he was not hit as hard as he was when Susan left. Well, because he got he gained some perspective. He knew she wasn't worth crying over. He was busy, but yeah, I mean. Yeah. I wonder he, if, if this I, is gonna I'm going to play new... the busy card because even when he wasn't busy being dead, he was busy being almost killed again for 77 days. So, you know. Listen, I we'll just... know whether or not this the, the book is going to be good. If it opens with him in the graveyard at his grave where all the pictures are buried, then we know it's going to be a really depressing book and we can just all go sit. Yeah, but in 12 months is the wedding and listens to wind. So well, that's the other thing, because these these usually take place over like I think the longest stretch of time has been what a, not even a week. I don't think any single book has ever covered even a full week of time. Mm-hmm. So right. I don't know if this means it's going to cover all because we have presumably this is going to take place after Christmas Eve, which is already a couple right. months after Battleground. About six, because you know the it height is... of summer versus Christmas sure. Eve. So that's half the year gone already. So mm-hmm. either we're going to have flashes to that stuff in between and it's going to go throughout this entire year or it's going to be at the tail end either way it's going to be i mean all i want i want a training montage with bigfoot i want actual meat of the conversation with listens to wind and then obviously i don't see how he's going to gloss over like i don't know like that's why it was going to be one of my questions like how are you going to do this because you know spoilers again obviously the the whole lara thing is like it's its own like it it's not a one and done man like okay sure the wedding is but like that shit like the map talks about multiple public appearances you know at least one of those is going to be an assassin assassination attempt from either side so now we've got two <laughs> you know like uh, i can't imagine like lara's people are at least going to try and bump him off somewhere because they're just as sneaky and dirty as, you know, as the White Court or uh, Winter Court. God, that's going to get confusing. Oh, I was going to say this is going to be the first White Court book <laughs> since White Knight, which is another terrible one. Damn it! <laughs> There's no winning. But no. Okay, never mind. You don't like the White Court books? I no. Blood Rights is a mess, and White Knight is a slightly less of a mess. But I know. Why don't you like good things? We had an eleven book setup for. I told you, Anvils. Come on, like yeah. what's not to like about that? There's plenty of things to not. <laughs> it was a perfectly adequate moment. I don't need to fangirl over it. Oh, Especially since his friends got killed anyway. So great, he got to drop an anvil. What did it really accomplish? Right. Which that adds more speculation for later. But anyway. It's a good thing we have time for that. I know, right? We've, <laughs> we've got at least a year, if not more. So welcome to the first of 25 episodes covering Battlegrounds. We're going to mm-hmm. go one chapter at a time because, oh my God, this book is thick. So, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
So shall we start with chapter one? Sure. Nothing important happens in chapter one. So Eh. the apocalypse is always kick off at the witching hour. Yeah. Opening line. Not a bad opening line. Not as good as the building was on fire and it wasn't my fault of blood rights. But (laughs) yeah, I like the whole like we know that now because we've been through one or two, you know. What apocalypse? It's a really strong opening. Chapter one of those stronger. Top five. I mean it it a lot of this chapter Battle is just for, kind of uh, recapping where it ended in peace talks of like these people are on a boat. Right. Peace talks, chapter thirty-four. <laughs> so yeah. you're welcome. All right. Harry <laughs> and Murphy are talking and he then info dumps to her about Ethniu and some mm-hmm. of the mythology behind her of the like prophecy that her child was gonna kill her father, so Baylor locked her up and now there she's like a terrible like broken because of, you know, fucked up families, as most of them are. Mm-hmm. All right, no honor among demigods, and Harry stops quipping back at her, and she realizes that shit is scary. <laughs> oh, you're scared. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're, you're supposed to snark back. That's right. not normal. All right, um, and they're gonna defend Chicago. Woohoo! Yay. But the eye is scary. Meh. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. And going up against her is Plan Z because it's terrible. This part's just recap. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to do every chapter (laughs) one episode at a time. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) We're at the end. No, yeah. I mean, this this chapter is, is, I mean, it's strong, but it's pretty forgettable as far as things that you learned, especially the calamari section. Well, no, that's chapter two. That's why, like, my notes don't even cover chapter one. Like, that's why I'm just like, it is is... a blah, blah, blah chapter. So, did you read these talks? It's a lot of recap and a little bit of a deeper dive. Yes, I read that blah, blah, blah book. I'm just saying, hey, 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 hey. That was not cool, easy. It's not a blah, blah, blah book. It was perfect. Don't yada yada the Lord, Harry. It's rude. Next trick, complaints. Okay. Anyway. Okay, then the water beetle uh, stops moving in the water, and they're, what the fuck is that? And it's like, I don't know. And maybe they ran aground, but no, they're too far away. Um, and then tentacles come up on the side, just like in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. It was perfect image to just drop in my head. Um, and it was a colossal squid, a kraken, and he begins mm. to say stars and stones, and then he gets pushed into the water. Like, right, the it's... There's actually a great double take because he's like, I'm I'm hurrying around the boat and I'm checking the boat and I step over a coil of rope that then grabs me, you know, because it's a kraken. So Yeah. Tentacles. Lots of tentacles uh, for the next thing. And he's still wearing the spell armored spider silk suit and it's kinda helping, but it does also rip eventually because kraken tentacles are strong. Huh. I think it's, it's got like teeth and hooks and shit and yeah, suckers like- and Sucker. It's not a good time. No. Would you like to get that? Yeah. Done. <laughs> right. He does like fire against it, and now we get the cooked calamari bits of it. See, and then he gets thrashed around in the water some, but he doesn't really know what's going on because he, you know, it's dark and it's cold. Um, and he dumb. Yeah, he- and. Wizards don't work well in water, (laughs) so he tries to be the Winter Knight instead, and that kind of works better, and he gets like a face size to be able to make out the detail, because uh, we need the visuals. We can't go into it blind, not at the readers. Right. All right. 
and there's a gigantic glassy eye the size of a hubcap. Mm. Just cool looking and it's staring at him. And then Lara comes into the water wearing nothing but underwear. And she starts fighting the tentacles and getting all suckered onto her. Yummy. Mm-hmm. And Not she... one hentai joke, Dristan. I know yes. that's later, but I know it's such a great line. So I swear that Tinder. I just, I was just like, it took. No, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, that's the last chapter. We got a long ways to go in there. That will take. I just, months. I just remembered it when you like, said, like pop reference, like pop culture references. <clears throat> yeah, and Lara is better at fighting in the water than the winter night, which just means that Harry needs to practice more. Just means she's not an idiot. So she's how old is she? Hundreds, three hundred. She's also like, got you know supernatural strength, reflexes, things. And he that doesn't. He's still, I mean, well, he's got to rely well, that's on up in, stuff he that's doesn't up want in to the use. Air. Yeah, I say he does. Technically, technically, she shouldn't. Depending on how the whole reservoir thing works, since she was feeding Thomas, right. you know, put it to this chapter. Way. She so. has natural, quote unquote, supernatural <laughs> speed reflexes and things she's been doing for centuries, as opposed to Harry, who's had it for a couple of years and still has to think, oh, wait, I can do this. Fair enough. Oh, wait, Her, I can lift nature. the car. Yeah. Great. But Lara's mad at Harry for endangering himself and he goes, How is this my fault? <laughs> Great. <laughs> valid. Both of them. She should be mad at him for endangering himself. Worried about her future, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. But she says it's about Thomas, which is still valid. Eh, both things okay. can be true. And then uh, Freitas gets into the water, and I don't care. <laughs> you guys, come bias. On. <laughs> I mean, she's not I, mean, I don't care either, but she's I just don't. not there. I, it's yeah, a different level true. of not caring. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's literally like this scene, and when they run off, when they get to shore, and then like. She shows up as a side character at the end, yeah. I think. and she doesn't like, even say anything, and therefore, like, right. I don't give a shit. And yeah. it's fine, because she was annoying when I did have to give a shit. Yeah, that's See, if Butters had gone this way, it would have been the perfect book, but no. Oh, yeah. You're going to be so mad. I can't wait. Oh, I'm past I mean, being mad. Somebody like, give I'll me be, a file for these I'll tears. I'll be generally like, annoyed when we get to it again, but I've gone past the mad part. You, you've had a couple of weeks to digest. I'm now just doing in the general, like, disdain for the character, as I always do. When gotcha. I try to think about him, I'll make right. sure I'll make sure you feel it again. So. Murphy is resourceful, and she throws a flare to Harry, and it's a magnesium flare, which burns at about twenty nine hundred degrees Fahrenheit because we don't care about Celsius. Yeah, and, and uh, <laughs> you get the idea of like shoving it into the Kraken's face, which hurt it a lot because, of course, it would. I know uh, it hurt most things. Yeah. Also, you know. Ebenezer didn't have enough time to tell Harry the entire difference between, you know, applied fire and, you know, the magical fire. And between real but... fire and no, not the <laughs> shit you can do. Right. <laughs> and um, this is when they do the soul gaze. And mm. Harry briefly feels what it's like to be all tentacly and crackeny at the bottom of an ocean. And the Kraken is scared of Harry, whatever that means. Right. There's also, so there's an interesting tidbit towards the end of it, right? Because he talks about seeing like some statuary and some carvings and stuff like that. And I think basically you get the throwaway like non-Euclidean geometry, which is usually a dead giveaway for, you know, outsider stuff, outsider architecture. So I thought that was kind of interesting because 
you know, there's been a lot of speculation on like, why can he soul gaze the Kraken? Is this some kind of like super advanced, this was a kid who got morphed into a Kraken because the Fomor are stealing children? Or is there something else going on? Or, you know, because he's never soul gazed a monster before, right? And it's like, okay, maybe it's a slip. Maybe he's doing something different. Maybe it's Starborn can, can soul gaze outsiders because you get a little bit of that when he's banishing the the hounds as well. Um, but yeah, so I'm just floating that out there. I'm not saying it's the greatest take, but... As, um, he's never soul gazed a, like a fairy or he didn't right. look into the like the red cord size because they can do the mesmerizing thing. But he, wait, no, he did resist it more than he should have. Which was we always any... assumed was a little bit of starbornness. Yeah, and I think so... that's still probably right. Um, well, like, I mean, he's made there... a point to say you don't look into things' eyes anyway, like the fairy. I mean, he he mentioned to Mab he doesn't worry about the soul gaze because you have to have a soul for that, but he's also not stupid enough to look directly into eyes because there's danger there. Yeah, and maybe he, he didn't know better back then because I'm pretty sure he would be able to soul gaze Mab. I doubt it. She was human once. I think she still has a soul. I, I mean, she, it's, a thou- it's be been at least a thousand a years. There's still soul in there somewhere. No, either but you lose close, it, either you lose it, or you don't. And die, they're close die. to mortal anyway, though. Like, yeah, that's that's the thing I'm hedging on. Is like the whole point of the Fae is that they're the bridge between the never never actual monsters and humans, like which is why the whole changing thing. So. Yeah, no, I could see it with something like a, a, a normal she. When you get to be a mantle holder, though. That, st- that stuff gets pushed down and eroded and it just, especially when you get to the Mab and Mother Winter level, I can't imagine you're, you have anything resembling enough of a soul to warrant a soul gaze in the same way. But now that we've seen the Kraken, that could be going in another direction. So just... <laughs> I'd anyway. a soul gaze, Leah. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. No. You really first... want to... Do I? I want to know what people see when they look at Harry. Like it's highlighted. Never gonna find out. At this point, I absolutely don't. So much in this book. No, because it's gone on so long. There's absolutely nothing that is going to be like, ah, yes, I mean, it's not going to be. It's not going to live up to it. It's just. But he knows. Like Jim knows. That's why he sees because we've already we've already seen part of it, and and I think it's going to go down one of two ways. Either we're going to see it eventually finally anyway, or more importantly, Harry, is it going to actually embody what they see? Because, you know, the soul gaze is about seeing them as they see themselves and as like their full level of power, right? Like obviously Murphy wasn't the angel or the wounded angel or whatever, but you know, that was a way to interpret her and her job and and her being and things like that. I think like part of my head canon, right, with the whole Harry becomes the Merlin or at least senior council level or something along those lines is that towards the end, you're going to get like old man Samurai Jack. Like you're going to see this is what decades worth of adventuring gets you. He's going to be the grizzled, old, hard, Morgan-esque, you know, like badass. And when you look at him, that's what you're going to see in the Soul Gaze too, because that's what he is. He's not getting there anymore because the site shows you past, present, future stuff, right? So you're going to finally see what it looks like to be him. Then Again, crazy ass, wild ass guess, but, you know, I think it's going to be one of those two things. Since we didn't get it this book, mm-hmm. you know, fucking hell. So I think the closest we're going to get, at least until the very, very end of the series, is when Mirror Mirror comes, he'll soul gaze himself. 
Right. But he's going to see this dark and twisted, you know, version. He's going to of... see the destroyer mm-hmm. instead of, like, we don't have a word for what the opposite is, right? Wait, uh, Morgan might have said something, didn't he? In the microfiction, he said he's the one who said destroyer. He might have also said the other version, but I haven't. Okay. Well, unless Starborn is just the general yeah, neutral, whatever. I mean, well, because we've got the word fulcrum, which I think is word of Jim, right? Because I was talking to a buddy yesterday, I think. It's like, we've got Destroyer, well, we know it's bad. Vateron said it in Cold Days. Vateron, okay. So yeah. so we know Fulcrum, and we know Rashid was one. We assume Rashid is Starborn in the same manner, you know? So I just don't know if we had a word for whatever the positive is. It's like, I don't I know if we're going to be... Protector. Um, okay. I don't think they ever used that word, but the opposite of a Destroyer is a Protector, I would say. Okay. And he could protect you know, reality. It's better than what I came up with. Cause like the best I got was chosen one. And even still that kind of like overlaps with like starborn and whatever, yeah. but, but usually chosen one is like the positive connotation, you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, okay. This Back is why this is going to take us 30 episodes. So, yeah. So while Harry and the Kraken are uh, reacting to the soul gaze, Lara is the smart one. And she, um, comes up to the Kraken and starts hacking away at its head, presumably to pull out its brain just to kill it so fast. And uh, then she shoves the grenade into um, the hole left behind, and that actually is what kills it. Player at one point was involved too. So I think that's how he, he made the hole. Like the damage gotcha. at one point, she starts hacking at that, and then the grenade goes in there. Gotcha. Boom goes brain. Are you kidding? I just gave my last grenade to a Valkyrie. I'm having a blast. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, then the bull sharks show up because Molly oh, right. summoned them, <laughs> but they weren't magical. They were real bull sharks, and he's like, "But they, they shouldn't be here." But they've been finding teeth apparently for years. So I tried to look that up. I didn't see like a strong correlation. I feel like it's sort of like a cryptid thing where it's like. You know, maybe there have been sightings and maybe people say they've seen them and whatever, but we don't have hard evidence, which good on him. You know, that's that's the gray area he can play in for sure. Mm-hmm. So. All right. And then uh, the sharks finish off the Kraken because he was bleeding. And that's what sharks are going to do. Yummy. Mm-hmm. Um, they go back up to the surface and they get onto the boat again and then uh murphy says the thing of i just gave my last grenade to a valkyrie to fight a kraken and this is great i mean she needs a last hurrah so it was a good one she had a- she technically gets a she gets a better one later like, she yes. gets a better last hurrah come on now that yeah. being the definition of last hurrah you know so. Yeah, okay, I can bring that up when we get to that episode. <laughs> I'm not ready right now, I'm just saying. Yeah. So I'm always ready to talk about that. Of course. You monster. <laughs> All right, chapter three. They get to the dock, and they get off the boat, and then they go like, what do we do now? And Molly is looking all weird at uh, Chicago, and she sees a whole bunch of spirits and messengers, hundreds of them running around, and Harry says that's probably from Martha Liberty because she's tight with the Loa and she's going to be the messenger scout person at the moment. One of them. Also angels of death, like multiple. So yes. Which somebody's busy. Yep. Lots of people busy. I mean, what else are they going to do? Yeah. I mean, that's their purpose. 
Uh, and then there's not one quip about hentai, Dresden. <laughs> she puts on some of uh, Thomas's clothes and it's like he's not above being a stereotype of a vampire. Again. Okay. Yeah. And they're talking about they need to go back to the coordinations to the castle. But Harry says, I have to make a detour to help the rest of the people of Chicago. And Lara's basically, stop caring about that. Go do the big headquarters meeting things. And he just says no. Also, and, if you get killed again, you know, still yeah. bad. But does she go with him? No. Right. If like you, you want to protect him, then be the damn bodyguard. But she doesn't. She leaves him for the rest of this book. Whatever. But you can kind of start to see that Lara and Molly are already irritated with each other, or at least specifically Molly is irritated at Lara. And we don't quite know why, but we've got suspicions. Mm. Harry doesn't know, and so it's just left confused. And Molly kind of gives him an out to run around on winter orders because Lara's not going to interfere with that. So it works. And he takes that, like, yeah, sure, you can think that Faye conversation route. And then he goes right, yeah, it's here. probably simplest that you think that, <laughs> right? It wasn't that the line, so. Yeah. Right. But uh, he's going to take Murphy, and Murphy's going to protect him, and that's what he tells Lara, and Lara's like, okay, whatever, and then they <laughs> go away, and Murphy says, my everything is broken. How do I keep up with you? Right. I love the bookend here, where it's like, don't worry, Murphy, you're not going to slow me down, and then they get where they're going, and it's mm -hmm. like, you're totally slowing me down, <laughs> so. Yeah. And then the shopping cart. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> it works. It if, makes if sense. If you're good, I'll get you a sucker later. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. And so he runs through the city with her in a shopping cart. And you can get some of the details of the city is now panicking. There are cars in the street because of the EMP of the Baylor Eye. And they stop to talk to some of the cops that Murphy still knows. So she's still sitting in a shopping cart, talking to cops, telling them what to do and how to uh, go about their things and why are you still standing here talking to me? She's in a shopping cart. That actually is a great image. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't put it in the whole shopping cart scene, but there's no way she's dismounting just to yell at people. So. Right, especially <laughs> when like her arm and leg are still hurting. So she's right. probably not gonna move around as much as possible. Right. So they get to McAnally's pub and it is extremely crowded. And then you get the basic description of the 13 stools and the crooked bar and 13 yeah, tables how many and 13 cards. 17. Oh, at least 12. <laughs> Maybe some not as many as 14. Some, some would even say 11 at a minimum. <laughs> right. More than one. And lots of people look at Harry and they probably start whispering because, oh my God, wizard. Um, and he goes straight to Mac and he says, we need to go to storage room and talk. And Mac just goes with him and Murphy follows in. And this is when we get one of the bigger reveals in the beginning of this book, when he pulls out the placard that he got from Hades vault and Mac recognizes it. You're finally basically confirmed who Meg is. Hey. Which is like Which was the thing he's been yeah. pretty much I'd even go as far time. as like 95, you know. It's he calls him what's left of an ex-angel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I see, I missed that line actually. So when I saw it afterwards, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have to actually sit down and like read, read this book. 
So, yeah, because well, I think I did audio both times. So, yeah, eyeballs help for details like that. Right. There's just so much more information in this thing. I mean, yeah. oh yeah. So a lot of the paranators are out, and a lot of them are going to come to the designated shelters. One of which is Max Pub. So a lot of them are going to be there in order to protect a whole bunch of people. Harry is convincing Mac to use the plaque for what it is purpose is and make it a nigh impenetrable shelter as long as Mac is alive. What he assumes it is is an embodied intercession, which means that you know. No enemies of the proprietor, I guess, in this case, can cross the threshold, right? You know, so mm -hmm. it's there's a lot of fuzziness here, and, and Dresden's working on assumptions, and Mac doesn't correct him, and I'm sure Mac would know. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he's Mac probably knows. not wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, he also says later to everyone that, you know, if everyone falls, this will be one of the best places, but it will fall. So gotcha. even against, you know. Uh, whatever the power of the placard is, it's probably not going to stand up to the, the Titan and the eye and all that yeah. stuff. See, because I definitely had a, a funny image of like Wasteland Chicago and it's literally a crater and then Max is just like up there on a pillar where it survived. <laughs> like, I mean, the, if the he city was, got nuked, but... If he was <laughs> still okay. an angel, it, sure. But right. since he's semi-retired. Right. Mm. right. But when Mac is waffling and not uh, committing to anything. Harry says, there's no time for this and pulls up his wizard sight. And as he's about to look at him, Mac puts his hand over his eyes and says, or hurt yourself. Yeah, don't hurt yourself. Yeah, and the yeah. only other time when that has happened was in Ghost Story when uh, in not Chicago, Harry was about to do that to an angel and the angel says, no. Right. That angel was a little more forceful because he physically, because he like metaphysically shut his yeah. side down. Right. Yeah, it's like you were but not same, allowed. <laughs> same principle. Don't and, do it. You're gonna hurt yourself. And Mac didn't leave his let his hand up until Harry actually dropped his sight, which he shouldn't have been able to know. Right. Well, angels know. So it's really hard to tell. Right. I mean, how, how could you say for sure? Yeah, no, he so. could be anything. He could be... <laughs> you know what? He's probably but, a vampire. I, th I mean, I, uh, I think it's very, that was, it was very intentional the uh, plan for this, something along the lines of this moment with um, the angel in, uh, in Ghost Story. Mm. Uh, I also liked that Harry chose after Cold Days that he can trust Mac because he was not sure. That's the last we really heard about yeah. that, their relationship. I mean, they. Well, the, I mean, they. Yeah, the flashback in Steam game. He was comfortable enough to go there and be friendly with them again. Right. It's it's one of those threads that seems promising until like you get to the next book, like kind of like the whole Thomas and the and Shag Nasty thing, and it's like, oh man, this is going to be a whole new darker Thomas where he's not just <laughs> nope. like being angsty, and it's like what do you mean? Let's head up. Of course I'm going to help you. And, you know, just like whatever. And it's like, I mean, I get it. Right. But at the same time, you know, there, that's there why are I'm not a even dropped threads that way. So that's why I'm not even particularly interested or worried about what's going to happen to Thomas when he gets out. Cause it's going to be the same kind of hand waved thing. Like, all right, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be quick. Right. I don't know. I mean, not having Justine around is going to change a whole bunch for him. Yeah. But then he'll just go back to emo. That's the, that's well, He's regressing. I mean, there's some of that, but 
he also has the potential to come out with more information than Harry has about certain things. So, you know, I think, I think Thomas is going to be a driver for that scene instead of, you know, everybody being like, Oh God, are you okay? It's going to be like, listen to me. I've been talking to this dude for 300 years. You don't understand. <laughs> so, or whatever. He's the original Merlin. Just kidding. So. There's a bunch of crows outside my house. I think Odin's watching them. Hmm. Somebody's awesome. going to get murdered. You should go give them treats and maybe they'll bring you shiny things. Are they going to bring me the interview I want? Maybe. Yeah, it's I'm worth a it. shot. I mean, like, no, give no, a... it's not worth getting bird yes, flu for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that was the, the cost, you really wouldn't. Okay, whatever. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Harry explains what the placard is to Murphy as Mac goes about. Uh, putting blood on the placard yeah, and leading on it and then hanging it up. He yeah. fucking put screws in the back of it. And I'm like, bro, you just get like, get one of those plastic protector sheets and hang that or something. Like, is this or use you your angelic do? magic, right? Like put nah. screws in the bar and put it on top of that. And then a screw on the, I just, you, a frame, it's a relic. Like, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Harry shoves the friggin' spirit destiny onto the top of his staff. Like, they don't care. That was smart. You just though. use it. You get right. it done. Yeah. I mean, no, I guess if you're going to bleed on the placard, then, you know, all bets are off anyway, but still. Well, how else are you going to use it? Right. And maybe Mac, I mean, it might be important, but maybe Mac doesn't think of it as like an ancient relic considering it's only 2000. And how old is he? Who I was going to say, he's a freaking angel. He's... <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, it's just that important. He's thing like, from sorry, yesterday. JC, I'm sure you'll understand. <laughs> so okay. me and the boys go way back. It's like, why are you handing me this driftwood? <laughs> okay and so mac is out uh nailing it into the wall and this is when harry turns to murphy and says we part trails because you're slowing me down and she's upset of course she's gonna be upset Wah. yeah but what he can do she can do instead is coordinate with like the alphas and the rest of the paranetters that are in the bar and Paranoid need coordination Gary. Yeah, she's totally going to stay there. If only yeah. she'd had such foresight to do the thing, and then everyone else would said me would be happy. But now I get to be happy. What happened isn't a result of all of these things. Obviously, uh, if she had stayed, then it wouldn't have happened. But right, what but it wasn't happened, her stupid decision. Yeah, right. Like. Uh, We'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get to there. that. We, we probably should just, that one probably is going to be its own episode because there's oh, going to be crying. There's going to be yelling. Some tears of happiness, some not. I'm going to just have a beer and sit back and let you guys burg out. Uh-huh. Mm. We're going to push all your buttons. Happy. Oh, not, no. not on that I've, chapter. I've got access to the entire curse word library, man. Like, <laughs> Okay. So you have it in Latin. <laughs> so... Murphy says, fuck you. God damn it. You're right. Uh, go kick the <laughs> Titan's ass. <laughs> and, right. um, this, yes, he doesn't want to be distracted. He wants her safe. And she's still an invalid, even though she uh, tore off her cast. So she really should stay and there. And then we'll ride a motorcycle later. But we don't talk about that. But that was, like, she had like a kind of explanation because Mab was helping her. She, If she survived, she probably would have been in a hospital bed again. Because like, you shouldn't have done that, even if it didn't hurt. Oh, now she doesn't have to live oh, with the consequences yeah. of her okay. actions. I forgot about that little it, detail. It, it... Okay, chapter four. Oh, oh, wait, you're skipping over the best part. What? Did everybody know that that was Gary? Yeah, <laughs> I love that. This is chapter... 
Yeah, oh, I was going to say, that's in, in chapter, chapter 4. four. Oh, I thought when he talks to everyone. Yeah. yeah, because he's he's like now talking to all of the people who are scared and Will and Georgia and the Alphas and Murphy says you should say something. It's like, we have an apocalypse. And then she's mad. Little A. Little, little apocalypse. Yeah, apparently I've Local learned three apocalypse. and four in my notes too. So, mm. yeah. That's okay. Yeah, because you've got like this, this is one of the few times like you've got like a cart full of, you know, like cameos and shit too, because you got... The Paranetters, the Ordo, even Bach is there mm -hmm. being a little shit, you know, being like embarrassed that he's there. Um, so, he's, not, he's not so bad. Well, no. Uh, no, but he's keeping his head down because he's embarrassed that Dresden's saving was, his ass after, you know, where was the little baby throwing him out. James, they that might have been that. the baby that cried, but not that it's going to say. It's a toddler yeah. werewolf by now. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, wait. Oh, you're talking about. Bill and George's, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I I thought we were doing the Tara West thing, and I was like, dude, that guy's got to at least be a teenager by now. So yeah, that guy, I, <laughs> he's like, you're welcome because he's uh, coming in the Bigfoot no. montage. I'm calling it now. No, him I, for no reason. Listen, him, Randy, people need to stop. These people don't matter. <laughs> this is how you get. This is how you get butters like characters because everyone's like, oh my god, I want to see this guy again, and then we see this nonsense. That's also, how we get Goodman good Green to be the continuation. One of the best characters. Yeah, sure. He's amazing. Okay, continuing <laughs> on. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of people, and all of them minor. Um, and he says, uh, he introduced himself as Harry Dresser, Dresden, excuse me, Dresser. Wizard of the White Council, for the moment anyway, although he doesn't say that part. He should have just said for the last time. Uh, he's In perpetuity. On wizard. Last. Or just say Wizard of Chicago. Wizard I mean, just, of Chicago, baby. I mean, come on. Yeah. The Wizard um, of your Fuck the White Council, dude. You're not. Fuck the White Council. <laughs> no. There's plenty of time for that later. Oh, yeah. Yay. Okay. So, what do we do? Because George is uh, proactive like that. Um, well, they're not alone, and so everyone's like, the names out of the storybooks are getting ready to fight the Fulmar. All of the scary yeah. people that they know of are going to fight the scary people that they don't know of, not much at least. Um, yeah, so they should, if they can fight and they want to do it, if you haven't had, taken that martial arts class, it's too late and you should run. <laughs> right. You got three options. Run and they'll chase you, hide and they'll hunt you, or you can fight. Because they are you. coming to kill you. Except they yeah. don't. So, yeah. I mean, they really, honestly, they should have just stayed in the friggin' pub considering how everything worked out. Yeah, I mean, I guess part of the problem is like a lot of the Chicago fighting either happens off screen or under the banner, right? So you don't get a lot of, you know, like if there had just been like a rogue squad of dudes like pop up over a, a rooftop somewhere and just like mow down, mow down some octacons or something like, I don't know. But th there's already so much in this book, you know. So I think the idea is like you get the banner, well, you get the police, you get a taste of it. Apparently know? what happened in the South Side, if you go by Harry's assessment. <laughs> right. <laughs> you in invaded gang country, fuckers. So. <laughs> Which, I mean, I've had that speculation for a long time. I was like, even, even if, you know, like certain things came to pass like you really think like a a foreign nation invading the united states that the gangbangers aren't going to take a piece of that and be like this is my territory fool no mm -hmm. tentacle faced motherfucker with a machine gun is going to take my territory you're welcome 
So. It would have been fun to see some of that too. Um, Bach has Great. a question of what about the army? It's like, well, the army probably will kill everything when they get here in the morning. And they're at what, 2 a.m. ish? It hasn't even hit that, right? It's not even quite midnight yet, I think, because like, I think the culmination of the fight, like when Ethnew takes the field is around 2 a.m., you know? I think like, it was later than, I think the Fomar like start landing around 2 a.m. because mm -hmm. the fight with Ethnew got to like almost dawn. I, right, I, I know that's part of it, but I want to say like, it's, I, honestly, I want to say it's around 10 or 11 because I, I think once Bo, we get to the castle. Oh, does she? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because I thought at the castle they said it was earlier than that, but I'm wrong, obviously. No. So. I think when basically like around the time we see the Huntsman is probably 2 a.m. Okay. My guess. Maybe maybe there's a uh, very well-known timeline somewhere that Priscilla has up in her head that she could confirm this. <laughs> the minute by minute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be really fun to see. Okay, so the alphas are going to do whatever they can to help and set up a triage center and they're gonna follow Murphy while she's there. And then Harry says he's gotta move and there was a bike chained up outside, so whose is it? And Gary puts on a terrible Eastern European accent and says, it's my bike in a terrible accent. I'm not even gonna to try to do. And it's like, you, you shouldn't just out me to everyone who didn't know that was Gary. 80% of the people knew it was Gary. I like that he's, as weird and paranoid as he is, he's also not very clever. Or maybe wise, I don't know. So he kind of sort of borrows the bike and kind of steals it because there's no way Gary's ever getting it back. Okay. And then... Just a bunch of uh, words of Harry leaving and preparing words. and like, it's like, there's just words. It's like- There's a bunch of fine. words. <laughs> It is a book. There are so yeah. many words. Fine, like roll off to the good part where we get back to the castle. He's uh, just <laughs> navel gazing for no. a minute, and he runs out. We got to we, we got to foreshadow everything first. So foreshadowing is uh, important. Yeah, this That's is okay. important. Yes, and he's uh, only gone a couple of bikes on the uh, blocks on the bike. I shouldn't be podcasting today. And then oh, yeah, Harry's... imagine what would have happened if things had gone well. <laughs> had all the questions written down i just had to read them even though i'm reading a book never mind you know what it would have been terrible <laughs> okay he gets told to uh stop because CPD, and it's rudolph and bradley and the red nose reindeer brown nose reindeer oh that's rudolph <laughs> the other guy is the red nose reindeer sure i like him as dave batista that's he will be later when he's got to drink all those troubles away mm. okay he just sold gays Dresden, fought a bunch of monsters, and saved his kid from like a burning building. What's the big deal? We'll get to that too. So. <laughs> we will. Yeah. Eventually. It's it's one of my favorite lines in the whole book. So. Okay. All right. So uh, they want to bring him in for questioning at 1.30 a.m. Uh, because Lieutenant Stallings would like him to come in as consult. Bad timing. Great. But whatever. Bad excuse. <laughs> also true. He knows better than that. Um, Harry says, didn't you get Murphy's warning because you need to go do combat-y things and she's not exactly in good odor right now, Bradley says, only because of the IA twits. Right. And Rudolph is like, I knew it! This is a terrorist attack and you're in on it! And Harry says, I, yeah, I'm Osama Bin Laden over here. On a bike. <laughs> uh, 
Bradley is definitely the one who's more professional. Not that I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> um, you'll be done in just a couple of hours, Bradley says. We don't have a couple of hours, and they really don't. And Harry starts, says, like, maybe I should just kill these guys and leave. But because he's thinking about it, he won't do it. Yeah, the nerve of him doing the correct thing. Yeah. Um, but no, it comes up slightly later because he would challenge Bradley and like, I'm not going. And Bradley didn't look away. And so this is when Bradley soul gazes him and has a falls visible on his ass. And you get more blue balls for the soul yeah. gaze and what it does. Right. Yeah. Well, because especially, I mean, so you get to see what Bradley is and then you, and then knowing his reputation from Murphy and all of these other things and the fact that he's so freaked, he falls on his ass. I mean, it could just be because he's, you know, he's, he's a normie as Butcher used like 83 times this book. Um, but yeah, like I was like, man, we got to start a count at some point, but, uh, but yeah, like, uh, you know, cause Bradley's the Oak and he's just, you know, I don't move, you move type of thing. And he he is always methodical and slow and does what he's supposed to do and he never loses, you know. Um, I, I don't remember when you get that tidbit from, from Murphy, but, you know, well, she even brings up... Kid. Oh, is it? Okay, because she even brings up, like, every time I lost a tournament, it was Bradley, you know. So if you think anybody else has any unjustified martial arts skills, there you go. So um, I'm surprised she ever lost. her tidbit in peace talks that like he or just kind of the general thing of him it's like he's a little too old to be at that rank because he got busted down a few times for doing what he thought was right mm -hmm. which is not what uh people like rudolph want right okay so bradley is uh reacting and rudolph freaks out what the fuck did you do to him and he uh, starts pointing his gun at him with his finger on the trigger and mm. Harry won't have enough time to get the shield up because just for bringing it up reasons. would probably make the um, Rudolph squeeze the trigger. And this is when Harry is like, okay, I, I have to run. And if he's going to kill me, like, I have to kill them, even though that's not fair. And he's thinking about it. So it's never going to happen. But he mentions the trigger discipline. And when Bradley stands up, he does that, like, you shut up finger and your trigger discipline sucks mm -hmm. and both of them threatening to write reports about each other bureaucracy is fun yeah it's the threats about paperwork i'm gonna write a more scathing report about you i mean to um, someone like rudolph that has more impact than it does to bradley Okay, and then and then the alpha see them. Yeah, the so. gigantic timber wolves that are like glowing eyes because they're fearsome and whatnot come out around the side and scare Rudolph enough that he kind of stops. And Harry says, "Oil can, oil yeah. can. What is oil? Can. Exactly because he told him to keep his mouth shut, and it's the Tin Man from uh, crap from uh, Wizard of the Oz? yes, thank you." So, because okay. his jaw is like rusted shut or whatever, so he needs the oil can so he can talk. Because Rudolph told him another word out of you and I'll shoot you or something. Yeah, like yeah. That, you know, so I just didn't get quite the reference. I assumed it was something yeah. Wizard of Oz, but I don't remember that very well. 
This is why well, you have a purpose in this podcast. Right. Well, it was funny too, because like when I heard it the first time, I was like, wait, what? Because like Marsters like does it so good. He doesn't move his jaw or anything. And so like, I was like, what the hell could he possibly have been saying? And I'm like, oh, he's saying oil can, you know? And yeah. So yay. Pop culture reference from like what? The sixties earlier. So sixties. Ah, whatever, man. I don't have 1939. I don't have a timeline. That's why you're the encyclopedia. (laughs) Yeah, we all balance each other out. We have a purpose. I have to be the homework. (laughs) You've got the boring job of knowing all the facts. I get to know all the facts. And being right and having no one listen to me. Oh, whatever. You enjoy that part. you're You're like the average normal of right. You just are so much more proud of yourself when you're right. So... Oh, I'm exceedingly right, and I just get a lot of pushback because mm. other people like things. Yeah, you've been right about Marsters so far, so. I don't know what I've been right you about. You got lucky like. on Murphy, so. What have I been right about on Marsters? I don't listen to the books. I read them. They're books. No, I, did I say Marsters? I meant Butters. You did. Okay, my bad. Oh, butters. I'm definitely right about Butters. Nah. <laughs> Your worst Fuck fears up. were not realized. That's true. They were not. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Uh, Bradley had recovered, and this kind of gives uh, Harry the opportunity to actually pull up his shield, and Rudolph is freaking out and gets uh, smacked down by Bradley and the Alphas. When he calms down enough, the Alphas leave because they were going to go do the other things that he told them to do. Oh, he dismisses okay. them. Yeah. We're, we're, we're good here. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rudolph is mad. And Harry turns to Bradley and says, thanks, and I'm sorry about that, because he didn't really mean to freak him out. But Bradley just says, stay the fuck away from me. Don't get near me. Don't touch me. Go away. <laughs> but he has places to be. And now Bradley knows that, so he makes Rudolph. Right, okay. I had that in my notes, but I forgot that was Bradley saying it. You know, you got places to be, because it's yeah. like, you're kind of important. Don't be here. Yeah. So, yeah, which is a, a great moment, so. Okay, chapter five. And mm. Harry gets to Castle Marcone at half Yay. past midnight. Okay, we have a timestamp. So definitely not 2 a.m. though. Yeah. No. From well, the you boat. Still, you still got time before she gets, you know, mad, lays the yeah. bait to draw okay. her out. Right. So from the, the boat to the Kraken to the pub and to fighting, arguing with Bradley and Rudolph to the castle was half an hour or Murphy Apparently. was wrong on the boat. Right. Which is crazy though like that's what i tell people like this book has a lot right like you were talking earlier about how the books you know the longest one takes the course over a week or something like that which might be like stormfront you know takes place over several days at least this one takes place over like four hours you know maybe six i mean assuming you don't count the epilogue stuff obviously and, and whatever else but but like the action is just like he's writing all the words and all of the things that happen practically like you know every, this this book happens in real time just about well even slower than real time really because it's like a 15 hour recording so yeah, yeah be, it's just uh, like uh, ugh. whatever okay so uh it's all castle and they have honest to god torches burning and ancient sconces and it's all like majestic and medieval and it didn't look intimidating or anything and this uh, is when we get to see H and M, but Harry doesn't know which one is which, and so he's just like, I'm going to call you H, even if I don't know if you're right. And they are uh, 
not visibly armed. They have short buzzed hair on the sides, much longer on top, uh, very black hair, black eyes, black fingernails, all the way through the sclera and uh, scary. They're birds. I mean, it's, you know, in human form. That I would like be birds. It's, it's interesting how they, the way they, they talk about um, Odin. I almost Why? get the imp- I almost got, I mean, this might just be me. I almost got the impression that, you know, there's more, at least in the Dresdenverse, to Hugin and Moonen than they're just like his birds or his bodyguards. Like, the way they call him the asset or like the principal, the principal like the, which what bodyguards do. But you, I get the impression that almost like they were hired from somebody else. They're not strictly his, maybe. I don't think yeah, so. I don't, I don't share that. <laughs> Especially given the mythology of them surrounding him. I mean, they're literally the people that go out to the Nine Realms and give him the news. Mm-hmm. But we see them acting as bodyguards, even though they should be more like spies. Well, they could be both. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, right now there's 8 billion spies running around. I don't think they're needed yeah. for that. It could be something that they're able to see who and what people are as they're approaching a little bit Which better than others. So that's why what the, the, the bouncers, essentially. Right. Well, right. they yeah. I mean, I they would that. be, they're the guys that basically, you know, they're clicking on everyone's NPC stats and they're seeing everything right then and there. Right. Yeah. Is some form of true sight because while Harry's bantering and he thinks he finally pushes their buttons, he almost gets ganked by something and yeah. they get him first and he winds up covered in blood and he's like, oh, good, it's not mine. <laughs> so, but yeah. But yeah. So he tries to piss them off and uh, one of them just says, thus said our modern. And the other one says, I think we should shred him. And then they do Still the math. Think, right? Yes. Because Still they- think <laughs> we should shred him because he already pissed them off in cold days and Changes. changes. I was being funny. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, the other one funny, agrees. Someone gets mad at him. It's the Great. most logical course of action, which is, is correct. Well, listen. If people would make that assessment, I mean, Dracul has the same impression later. He's like, <laughs> right. five minutes of you was enough. Look, We're the done. wisdom of my <laughs> ass is well known. <laughs> they would be insulted if I didn't live off at them. So. so. Yeah. But so uh, they are threatening to him and he said, I don't react well to bullies. And I was like, okay, easy. Or we'll see how you go at at absolute zero. And he's like, you're at the weakest point of the yearly cycle for being the winter night. It's a 50% chance that he neutralizes one of them. And it's (laughs) conflict. Before the other one rips his spine out. Yeah. Conflict with the Seda Mater increases, results in approximately a 25% reduction in the principal's personal defenses. Right. Which is unacceptable. unacceptable. 25%, 25%, Which so is, they don't even think one of them will be killed. Or well, there's I more, was, or there's more I, than those two. No, yeah. how, I took, how I took it initially was that Dresden was 25% of Vaterung's assets fully. However, right. I had seen some speculation that it's like, since they say in the preceding line that he may get one of them, if he were to get one of them, that would be 25% yes. of Odin's assets, you know. Which, which so either they think that he would, they would only get hurt enough, therefore not be able to defend him probably, right. or there are two more defenders or some such. Well, just or two. the two of them are worth essentially everything else, half of the Einar Yar and all that, everything else Odin has to bear their half his strength anyway. Right. Which is crazy because thinking about it, like, this is the last time we see them in the book, right? Like... Well, you'd think they'd yeah, show well, up last at the time end or something. See them, see them. God knows what they were doing. Yeah, right. That's fair. Okay. But I mean, Odin also goes and gets his, his 
other backup power up later. So, right, he's okay. I mean, he gets well, you know, smacked down, but he's okay. Right, he got better. Everybody got better. Right. Well, almost at all. Do you guys like those little seed bells? Would you prefer live mice in your Christmas basket? <laughs> <laughs> that makes them madness. mad. Yeah, but, and then uh, they do the scary thing, and he's on the ground, and one of them is on top of him, and the other one is on top of a, a gooey remains of something, and there's black ichor everywhere, and uh, it's smelly, and it doesn't come off the skin very easily. Right. But he's very glad that it's not his blood, as you said earlier. Right. Oh, as you should be. Yeah, and that was just a scout and an assassin, and so they have to actually like do their jobs, and he should just get inside where it's safer. And then hurry to the roof where it is not safe again. So. Yeah, well, but I, he's waylaid I'm, by Ramirez. I'm a little surprised they didn't like think beforehand, like, oh, we got invisible fucking suicide dive bombers coming at us. Maybe we should put something up before the guy comes along and is like, hey, let's maybe deal with them. Like, they couldn't have well, thought of that already. Well, they do a little bit. They just don't do a lot, you know, because the uh, the uh, Svartolves put up the razor wire. Right, but I mean, even before that, like yeah. you do, before anybody gets dive bombed by anything, you don't think there's going to be some sort of aerial, even reconnaissance? Like right. you're out in the open on a friggin' castle. Yeah, yeah, and and the scene we get from Mab is kind of two dimensional, whereas Harry's like, you know, thinking in the third dimension for once, so. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you're, I'm, but you're right. I, so one of the, like one of the next scenes, it might be this chapter. It might be the one after is the one where Harry defends Mab with the shield. And like, it had happened so fast in the moment. I wasn't sure if like Harry had just overreacted and they did have a shield, but then over the course of the chapter, it became more clear that no, they didn't have any defenses and they're just fucking sitting on the roof. And it's like, you they know, had the red cap and his bullets. Well, eventually still, but like, yeah, I think it, that all takes place after, you know. The red they, cap was already there, but it was just one person and then like the attacks got more frequent and right. it's like one of the um, thugs melted. Right. Yeah. Maybe, it probably is just like, they just really weren't that intimidated by it. You know, like, like okay, maybe it gets a senior council folk, but like, it's not like it's going to get Batarung, <laughs> you know, like, well, but because one the of them almost got Christos, right? But other than that, like, none of them were really in danger. But in the same so. conversation, it's, you know, talking about Madvin, they're like, well, you're immortal. It's not going to bother you, right? And then she's like, well, not eternal. It would have still slowed me down, this, that, and the other thing. So right. clearly it could have been effective, and they're just standing there like, meh. Right. But if... yeah they were smarter and they did it beforehand, we wouldn't have gotten to see Harry do things, so. <laughs> I mean, there's part of that, but I mean, that just kind of belies like the, this whole thing anyways, which is like, you know, like Vaterung and Faravax, for example, are probably, you know, two of the three most powerful entities in the room when uh, when Butthead shows up at the end, Ethnio, and, and it's like, why are y'all surprised? Like, like, one of you should know and one of your job, one of your job is to know, right? Like you're the spy guy, and like, you know, it's not like they didn't. The Fulmore didn't take a whack at heads of state at least three times prior to this, right? We had at least two short stories where they specifically went after Marcone and then the Svardolves. Like, why are we surprised that they're going again? 
And yet everybody at the end is like, oh my God, how could we have foreseen this eventuality? You know, it's like. Well, I, I think treachery is, expecting treachery is one thing. Expecting them to roll up with a headless member of the Accords and a Titan is a little. And I'll give Vatoran the benefit of the doubt because they make a point of saying that the Fomor and Ethu, they're in the oceans, which is like not realms that even they have much sway over. Right. So I could see his network down there being lesser than it is everywhere else. I guess. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, he had to know she's still around. And mm-hmm. the Fomor getting uppity. Yeah. I guess, well, you're I mean, also, I guess it's so antithetical about... to their, you know, we don't meddle in mortal affairs that, you know, marching an army on a city since that hasn't been done since, you know, like ever um, type of thing. I mean, even for supernatural entities like Meb and Vatarung, who can see that things are changing, the status quo is changing, and they've been at this long enough to know, are still supernatural and thousands and thousands and thousands of years old and set in their ways. And it's like, you're still talking about someone coming through and destroying a mortal city, and that's like unfathomable to them for a hot minute. Yeah. Because they think everyone should know better. See, I get what you're saying, but then it was like, except that it isn't right because you have the whole bean. So, you know, how many, how many people do you know, take out, uh, you know, uh, what, what is it? Leases for a thousand years anymore? You know, that's the line. And so like, she clearly knew something was going to happen. She even knew there's a good chance it was going to happen in Chicago. So I don't know. Maybe you'll find out that well, a lot of this was read the books. So she knows. <laughs> right. Uh, you'll find out that a lot of this is pantomime, you know, that and that's that's why I expected Dresden to have been so mad in in uh Christmas Eve, which we never really got that full payoff, was that like we we see him attack like antagonize the accorded nations at the end, right? But I've I felt like it what would have been like what made sense to me, what was more along my my head cannon at the time that it came out was that, you know, Odin and Mab set the trap, you know, that they, you know, as much as anything, I mean, the Fomor technically called the peace accords, the Fomor picked the ground, I guess. Well, no, cause Bar- uh, Marcone uh, volunteered to host. Right. Um, but it just seemed like something that would be like a gambit for Mab and, and people like Mab and Odin and whoever to set that up. But that's not what happens. Instead, we're just like, oh, no's. How could we have possibly known? So, I don't know. Anyway. Everybody needs a blind spot at some point. Otherwise, they just keep winning and there's no tension. She's the freaking queen of air and darkness. It's her job to know. She got kicked and through a wall. they've got Intellectus. Well, she should have seen that coming, too. Like They don't have. They have <laughs> almost a, felt limited, like the... a limited form of intellect. They're not like the mothers who can just be like, oh, is this thing happening? Yes. Okay, I thought it. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that's what we need. We need a short story of the mothers like while this is happening, be like, oh, is it that again? More tea? Oh, Mother Witter was looking oh, at yeah. through <laughs> through her staff. I'm sure she's probably like, oh <laughs> dear, the the children are are, are being loud, restless <laughs> again. Well, I mean, she may or may not have been present in some form, right? She was one yeah. of the shadow entities that seemed to have been represented, so. Yeah, but, I imagine she was very well aware of what was going on. Yeah, so she seemed very happy summer? about it. Right. Well, I, it, it, you know, what my counterpart knows, I know. So right, right, right. but like uh, when 
one side moves, the other side per force moves. And mm -hmm. so if Mother Winter was there, was Mother Summer there as well? Sure. I think it was just... she was she was there in the rain. I think it was just to hint right. what the black staff is, right? It's just yeah. well, yeah, obviously. But I mean, yeah. if it's her, so actually there. I mean, the problem is that scene. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, it just it depends on how mechanics are going to play out. Like, I have mm -hmm. to believe in some general respect, Mother Winter is aware of this. If this item is so important to her and part of her being to the point where she can't even move around as much as she used to because she doesn't have it. I imagine she's generally speaking aware of it, where it is, when it's being used, how it's being used. There are just either rules or limitations on her at the moment that means she can't just go and pluck it up. Right. Because or she has how it's going to happen in whatever way it's going to happen. She has a deal procured. or an interest in it's being right. that the black staff is serving however, the function of this. Exactly. However, it's going to be either she wants it out doing things because she can't even when she has it go out and do things because she's too big, quote unquote. She's not allowed mm -hmm. to be out mm -hmm. doing things, mm -hmm. so she wants to have an, an influence in the world. Also fine, but either way, it shakes down. I can't imagine she's just like, oh, where, oh, where can my staff be? And has absolutely yeah. no idea. That makes right. no sense. Even if she couldn't sense it as part of her own being, she has intellectus. Either way, she should know. So it's out there for a reason. And she was happy. Part of the original deal is the Merlin was like, yeah, we're going to keep it for a thousand years. You cool with that? <laughs> well, or it's an open-ended no deal. And it's like, I'll use this until my job is done. Meanwhile, ah, ha, ha, my job is never done. Right, right. You you know, somehow he outferried the fairy. So, you know, that's right. why they've got it. So Mother Summer said she lost her walking stick. So, like, there was a bet and she lost, maybe. Yeah. Shouldn't have played Sabak, you know. Moving forward, Harry gets waylaid by Ramirez, and Ramirez is like, Where the hell did you go? And what the hell is on your hand? And uh, Harry asks for some kind of a scraper, and Ramirez gives a knife, even though he's staring at the other one that's on Harry. It's like, No, 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 that's ritually purified. I'm not touching that until it's time. It's good idea mm. um and the, the icker is so uh sticky that just like just keep the knife you don't need to give it back yeah right that was like 12 dollars at walmart you keep it <laughs> yeah uh, um they're talking about like did you hear what things that happened and yeah now we're going up to the roof and whatnot um where is the old man he's on the roof with everyone else because mm. that's where the black stuff goes all right, and Ramirez feels kind of like a fifth wheel because he can't really do the coordination stuff. He's just one of the hitters. It's like, well, they'll get their chance eventually, and that's true. And at least Ramirez isn't in a wheelchair anymore. That's also yeah. true. And then it's like, Harry, I need to talk to you about something. I hate that feeling. It's a, a great way of opening up a conversation. We need to talk. Yes, we do. And that's how you throw them off. Mm, it's true. But then they don't talk, so it really doesn't matter. Harry thinks about it, but if he thinks about it, that means he's not going to do it. <laughs> I think I should kill these people and get them out of my way, but I'm not going to do that, because that would be convenient. Right, so that would be bad, okay? Where did you go tonight? But Harry kind of said, like, I had to go get some tools, and it would have been so easy to just say, I went to my island to get the really big things and leave it at that, but he didn't. The I problem don't think is anybody's they don't supposed know that. to know that he they has. <laughs> right. He's probably not even supposed to have them, no. But I mean, oh, no, one not, day, not, yeah. he didn't even have to say anything about uh, like the vaults, tools, or anything. But like, he went to the island to get the binding crystal. Again, they like, don't really know about that either. 
like the senior council isn't entirely sure who knows and who should know, right? Like Ebenezer knows and Rashid knows, but like, do we and, think uh, that Christos knows? Listen to Win knows, right? Because yeah, Listen yeah. to Win was there. But... Pretty much every competent member of the senior all of the council. senior so council, I would assume seven. knows. Well, not say. Right. I mean, I don't think I would assume all of them knows. Know. Mai was there. They may yeah, very she was there, but she, she only commented them. about the place having bad feng shui. She didn't really necessarily know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the actual point. mechanics of what was there. Right. Yeah, like, I'm fine like, if she does. Either way, it's just she. Man, those she, demons are creeping me out. She was seemed, just like <laughs> she did. She just seemed less concerned with the whole where they were as opposed to everybody else who was like, ah, this is big and important. Yeah, we haven't seen her since then. So, but, well, I mean, she's also 400. She's busy. Old. Yeah. Um, busy being old. I mean, I mean, Lucio knows, and I guess I would assume that people would tell Ramirez some of the important things that he needs to know when he's going to Chicago and dealing with Harry, who they think is a warlock. I don't know. Uh, mushrooms, man. Lucio knows that it's a place and it's got the, she had the ley line map from Listens to Win, but I don't think that means she knows what it is. But he also why. had a conversation with her about like the second site or something and he was going like, why did I know how to step on this thing and I know things before I should know them and so your site is coming in. Right, that just means the area is going to be important to him. That doesn't mean she knows what it is. Right. I mean, and again, also, I'm okay with it either I way. She's captain it. of the wardens and she ran around after um, And she's Kemler. shown clear she might know, to Harry, but... right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and Kemler was one of the wardens of the island. So, yeah, so, yeah, she could totally I, I know. wouldn't be surprised if she knew. I'm just saying one way or the other. And the and reason HMI might not know is because she's not a battle wizard. She wouldn't have been there to fight him all the time. So Yes, but the White Council has the one to have to take him down, the whole thing. So. Yeah, but she's... But they also weren't there. She's an artificer, so... I mean, the whole point of him being the warden was they kept him from going there and then eventually killed him because... And he lost the wardenship because they killed him a bunch of times or whatever it was. Seven times. Because seven. Everything's seven. That's why we named the missing well, episode 77. It could have been only 13. split your soul so many times. Yeah, it so many more cruxes. That would have been a lot more annoying. <laughs> right. Uh, he was right, working up to that. I assume that people on the White Council have enough brains to tell Ramirez some of the shit that he needs to know to be able to do his job, but I shouldn't give him so much credit. They didn't do that with Harry. I mean, they don't like him, but they don't do but, that with any uh, of their wardens. Exactly. That's what I, I just assumed. And, and I then you find out later Morgan was actually altruistic. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Carlos says, you can talk to me. It's like, huh? But come on, we're friends. Like, we should, like, be, treat each other like friends. We've gone through, like, hell and back and just like, tell me everything and then we can be on the same side. And Harry thinks about it. And then comes the conclusion that uh, Ramirez is a warden, and that's going to infect everything. He's already got a huge risk in the fact that Lucio knows that Thomas is his brother. I don't know. Yeah, but Ramirez is more active, I guess, and just that is still... This is the real problem, is if Harry and Ramirez had finally taken care of Ramirez's virginity together, he would have trusted him. The same way he trusts Lucio because they bumped uglies and he loves her. You're saying Harry nope. should have fucked Ramirez? Yes. <laughs> I, or the other I way around. That well, far, but I was like, <laughs> when you say together. Like... <laughs> no, I mean, didn't you know, hook up. Everyone wanted him to hook up with Marcone because they thought that was slash fiction coming <laughs> in. So why not Ramirez? They're alone in the locker room. You know what happens in locker rooms? Yeah, you change clothes, you weirdos. That's next chapter, though. So. Uh, 
That's cute. Um, okay. Okay. All right. I mean, also, Ramirez says things of, like, I know you're dressed and I love you, but too much is at stake right now to let things slide. And Harry takes that as a threat, and it kind of is, but it's also, like, things are important, then maybe we should just be on the same side. Except This is coming the from side. the guy who still hasn't had a conversation with him about what happened to him. And he's talking about being open and honest. Great. Sab, I don't, I'm, I'm not interested in Ramirez's arguments. It's not a fair, unfair, that's not an unfair statement. It's a, it's mostly a bummer because I like the character so much. Right. But yeah. these I two mean, books definitely put him firmly inside the White Council and much less firmly he's becoming a Morgan. So. And like, it's yeah. Morgan is a mantle. Oh geez. <laughs> I'll cut it. Can this we is fire been, her. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we Who's can. We have that power. Hold on. No, Who's going to do all the power. work? <laughs> Who's going to do all the work? You can't fire her. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> All right, let's get to the end of this chapter. We're almost there. There's a lot to this chapter, actually. No, no, we're on a page away. Because is this five or six? Five. Oh, okay. I thought we'd (laughs) skipped over to six by now. So I was like, dude, six is thick. We haven't even... Six is like a lot. Six six is next time. Okay, Okay. so (laughs) Harry just says that he was doing liaison Mab stuff. And then Carlos is like, oh, liaison. Rumor calls it something else because of the uh, fucking illusion of Freitas. They had the fucking illusion. <laughs> Another problem, if Ramirez had just hooked up with Lara back in White Knight, he would have known whether or not this was the something to worry about, but he didn't, because again, he's stupid. Back in White Knight, that was something because to worry about. he didn't want to get eaten. Yeah. He's going to get eaten all lunch If he, f- yes. What a, way to, what a way to go, though. I mean, no. I, I feel It would have been bad still. manners to eat a Warden of the White Council on your first night. Especially you know, when it comes to duel your family and murder them, but you know. I, well, yeah, celebrate afterward, have some you know alone time, and then you leave a happy man. And become the monster that you're afraid Harry is. So. Oh, yeah. God, uh, people did like. If, how many people has Thomas eaten, and everyone loves him still? That's the point. That's like Ebenezer's <laughs> entire fucking point. <laughs> right, but I'm saying, so everyone else is like, no, we shouldn't let him do it with Lara. Lara's fine. What's the worst that can happen? He dies? Big deal. He's going to die someday anyway. So nothing matters. Okay. Yes, okay. So it that does okay. it put another mark on the nihilism. I just wanted to clarify that. So there are worse I know where you... To- there Your are statement. worse ways to go out than a night with Lara. Yes, this was like oh, yeah, Harry's sure, absolutely, uh, but... number two option of like, I need to kill myself, and like, it's either going to be Kincaid or it's going to be Lara. He, he, well, again, because he's a moron, he should have gone with Lara. Should have gone with Lara. What's left in Yes, but this... Uh... <laughs> okay, Harry says Ramirez is internal winter stuff, and yeah, like, Ramirez feels betrayed, and oh, they're not talking, and then Harry sees the, the ligature marks and the bruises because of the whole cloak wedgie. Right. And Harry feels awful because lying to him, and, and blah, blah, blah. Wah. And chapter done. Yay. He, sh- he should have turned the cloak into a noose, apparently. I am actually impressed we managed to get through five chapters. But me too. That's amazing. But well, it's that's not because the be... first chapter was blah blah blah. <laughs> we <Right. stopped. laughs> Honestly, this chapter was half blah blah blah. That because like after after the the birds shut down the assassin. Well, yeah, after I didn't the good stuff, it was the Ramirez <laughs> Ank stuff. Nobody I know. It was like that. pass. Nobody cares. 
Okay, okay. Uh, plug shit. We have nothing. Hey, next time we're talking Halloween. That's true, we have a Patreon. Yes, and I did see that um, we got a new patron during the stream, and that was really cool. Thank you. Um, Keep it coming. I do try to pay attention to the comments, but that doesn't always mean I get to interject or keep up on them when I have the ebook on the other side of my screen. Uh, I I delegate the comment paying attention to other people, so sorry. You delegate. I delegate that. (laughs) All right. next, Next week, we're talking Halloween, and then in two weeks, we'll go back to chapter six, right? Assuming, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Oh, that's right. We're not doing the other uh, one. We have, else. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, drive through RPG link if you're going to buy some role-playing stuff. Woo-hoo. I have a YouTube channel with three videos on it. They're all, they all suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might post another video this month because I got a really great book series I want to talk about, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> and he does it in English, so you don't have to worry too much. I assume I haven't actually watched it. No, of course you haven't. And yeah, it's in English. <laughs> All 